Hello and welcome to Tales of the Texas Rangers from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Another authentic reenactment of a case transcribed from the files of the Texas Rangers. dates and places in the following story are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. In this election year, this station is making it possible for you to follow the campaign of the next president on NBC. Tuesday, July 1st, be sure to hear another of NBC's pre-convention broadcasts. This program is called Convention City. It will offer you a complete description of the arrangements being made in Chicago the host city of both the Republican and Democratic conventions this year. Jim Herbert of NBC Chicago will serve as your host. The program will include interviews with Chicago officials in charge of the convention arrangements. You will hear the unusual problems resulting from the almost gigantic task of entertaining the two major party conventions. We're sure you'll find this a fascinating program. So consult your local newspaper for broadcast time and join us Tuesday, July 1st for Convention City. This is another special program brought to you so you may follow the campaign of the next president on NBC. Now, Tales of the Texas Rangers. And now, from the files of the Texas Rangers, the case called X-Con. It is 10.30 on the morning of September 14, 1940. Ten miles outside the town of High Point in southwest Texas, a thin, worn-looking woman sits in the back room of a rundown house. She is sewing a patch on a pair of child's dungarees when she hears the front door open. Who's that? It's me. Huh? What you doing home this time of day? Where are the kids? Out playing somewhere. Why aren't you down at the packing house? Didn't the new job work out? Oh, it worked out real good for an hour. A whole hour they let me clean up the place. Nice something to do that, now wasn't it, Liz? What happened? Same thing that's happened before. I seen somebody whispering to the boss and pointing at me. Tom. I could see this guy's fat mouth making the words killer, ex-con. Same words everybody always whispers when they look at me. And the boss comes out and says he got somebody else from a job. Did he pay you? Yeah. Yeah. Seventy cents. Get some meat and milk for the kids, and don't forget to put what's left in the bank. Talking like that isn't going to help me. I don't know what helps. And quit nagging. I'm sick and tired of it. Telling me what I should and shouldn't do. Oh, no, no, no. Shut up. Shut up, I tell you. Liz. Oh, Liz, honey. Tom. I didn't mean it, honey. I'm sorry. No, I know. It's just... Everything's all wrong. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. But there was even a man here looking for you this morning. What kind of man? He had real good clothes on and a pretty car. 
Then he's got some work for you. Could be that fellow from over at the brickyard. He almost gave me a job when I got out of the pen. Yeah, that's what it must be. Maybe he's got a job for me loading bricks. He must want you awful bad way with talking. Loading bricks ain't bad work. I ought to get a whole buck an hour easy, maybe a buck and a quarter. Sure you will. And we won't have to worry no more about what ain't we... that somebody outside? Sounds like it. Oh, I can't let him see me in these dirty clothes. It won't make no difference. Do a, do a look all around. Just fine, Tom. Lay your hand over your hand. Smooth it down a little. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you look just fine. I got a funny feeling in my stomach. Now don't be nervous, honey. I'm coming. I'll be right there. Sorry. Oh, it's you. I want to talk to you, Dawson. Just a second. I'm going outside, honey. Don't you want to bring him? How many times I got to tell you to stay away from me? Now look, it ain't me. enough you come clawing around me in town. Now you got to come up to my house. I'm only trying to offer you a job. I come to your farm for a job. You turn me down. Well, that was different. But it's okay to ask me to do your dirty work, huh? Don't look at it that way, Dawson. We're, we're just helping each other out. I told you before, I don't go for killing. Suppose I give you a thousand for the job instead of five hundred. Why? Now, wait a minute. There's a business proposition, Dawson. I know you can't get a job. I'll get along. They even fired you down to Packenhouse. You never get a job around here. You let me worry about that. Well, you already worrying plenty. I can see that. Now listen, there's an old lady in a town north of here, and all you got to do is get rid of her. Why'd you come to me? Because you're the only one I know can do it. I ought to beat your lousy face. Now, will you look? Cut out that stuff. This is business. thousand dollars for easy job. How about it, Dawson? I... All right. <laughs> That's more like Fella, here's a name and address on a slip of paper. And here, his gun. I don't care how you do it, but try and make it look like robbery. What about the money? Here's a hundred now. Get the rest when I read about it in the papers. Where are you going to be? Away with friends for a few days. I'll need money to get up there and back. All right. Here, there's another hundred. Now, don't waste any time getting started. I want to be reading good news in the paper soon, yeah? Dirty, lousy. Did you get the job? Here's some money. A hundred? You haven't even started work yet. How come you give you a... Never mind. I take the money. But... Will you shut up? I got to go up north for a day, so... You're not going to work at the brickyard? No. You quit asking questions. You just put in that thing. Nothing. I want to see. Now get away from here, Liz. Keep. What are you going to do with that gun? I told you to keep away. You're going to do something bad. You're going to get in trouble again. Get out of the way. Don't do it. Just go back to the pen. This time they won't let you out. I'm in a hurry, Liz. Think about the kids. You want them to go up knowing the fathers are good. Yeah, go ahead. Say it. Knowing their fathers are con. What I write. Three years in a pen and you get the name for life anyhow. That ain't so. We'll make out. We will, Tom. I'll see you as soon as I get back. No, no, Tom, please. Leave me alone. Tom, don't do it. Come back, come back, please. Ten minutes after Tom Dawson left the house, his wife took the children to a neighbor's. At noon, she appeared at a Texas Ranger Company headquarters. The distressed woman told her story to Ranger Jace Pearson. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ranger. 
I don't mean to keep bowling like this. That's all right, man. Tom ain't bad. Nobody knows that better than me. I didn't want to come here. But I got to keep him getting locked up again. We'll do everything we can to help. Now, about this man who came to your place this morning. You say you never saw him before? Well, this morning was the first time. And you don't know what he paid your husband to do? No. But it must have been something bad. Else he wouldn't have given Tom a gun. You sure your husband said he was heading north? I'm sure of that. Tom never fooled with a gun before. He wouldn't hit nobody on purpose, but... But he's got an awful bad temper. I'm afraid we already know that from his record, ma'am. The trouble he got into before. That was an accident. He didn't mean to kill Bob Peters. Bob wouldn't give him his wages. And Tom got mad and hit him. He served his time for that, Mrs. Dawson. Our problem is to keep him from getting into any more trouble. I don't know what I'll do if he has to go to jail again. It was so awful the last time. Oh, Ranger, you got to stop Tom from doing something bad. you got to. We will, ma'am. If we can find him. I put out an all-points bulletin on Tom Dawson and took Mrs. Dawson home. Sheriff Sims and High Point agreed to help me in the search. We decided on the bus station as the first likely place to check. At 2.15 that afternoon, we entered the Trailways bus depot and walked toward the ticket window. Yeah, you'd think a fellow like Dawson would have learned enough to keep out of trouble. What do you figure he's up to now? Yeah, might be anything, Sheriff. Burglary, stick-up, even a killing. Whatever it is, I hope we can get to him before it's too late. I sure hope we can get a lead here. Can I help you, Ranger? Yeah, Sheriff and I'd like to ask you a few questions, miss. Sure. Oh, excuse me a second. I've got to announce that bus. <laughs> Bus now, ladies. Bus down in the room. You should have got it. That's my bus. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Oh, sure, I'm glad when that 2.30 bus leaves. Means I only got another half hour to work. Uh-huh. You mind taking a look at that photo? You seen this man in here today? Well, I think I have. Yeah. He was in here about a ticket from me. Where to? See, now, it was somewhere up north. I'm sorry, Sheriff, but I don't remember just where. You were sure he was here, though? Oh, I'm sure of that, all right. The reason I'm so positive, he gave me a $100 bill. When I gave him change, he put me a cleaned out in the car store. What time was this? Well, I knew it was sometime afternoon, but I'm not too sure when. What buses do you have going north in the afternoon? Just two, the 1.30 and the 4.15. All right, miss. Thanks a lot. Well, everybody's ticking before that 1.30 northbound left. He could be on it, please. Yeah, I figure it's going to take us just about two hours to find out if he is. We drove north and overtook the 1.30 bus after it had traveled a little over 100 miles. Dawson was not aboard. We checked the 415 bus. He wasn't on it either. By 11 the next morning, we'd combed all of the towns where he could have stopped off. Still no trace of him. We gave up the search and headed back toward High Point. By noon, we were just coming into town. I'm really beat, Jason. When I get to bed, I'm not going to move for two days. Sure been a long night. Worst part of it is we didn't accomplish a thing. We can be pretty sure whatever Dawson got paid to do, he's probably done it by now. I sure feel sorry for that wife of his. If Dawson gets turned up now, it's going to be for a long, long time. What are you stopping here for? Over there, Sheriff. Coming out of that feed store. Well, I'll... Dawson. Right on Main Street. Let's go. He must see it. But it don't seem to bother him. He's just standing there. He 
could be playing it cagey. Watch yourself. Yeah. Yes, he's starting to move. Hold it, Dawson. What do you want? We'd like to talk to you. What about? About a bus ride you took yesterday. You crazy? I ain't been on a bus in months. Bless him, Sheriff. Put your hands over your head. Why can't you guys leave me alone just because I spent a few years in the No pen? gun, Jake. What are you talking about, gun? I never had no gun. Here's his wallet. Nothing. Not even a dollar That's bill. That's right. And you know why? Because you guys won't leave me alone so as I can get a job. Like just down at feed store. Wait a store, There's something in this inside pocket. Yeah. Slip of paper. What does it say? Bella Ross, RFD 12, Odessa. Give me that. Who's Bella Ross? That's my business. Odessa's north here, Jace. It's only 200 miles. Dawson could have made it up and back since yesterday. Were you in Odessa last night, Dawson? No. Then where were you? Well, I always am nights. Home. Can you prove it? Sure. Go talk to my wife. She'll tell you I was home the whole night. just a moment, we will continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. There's a price tag in almost everything. Whether you drive a shiny new 1952 model or a pre-war jalopy, you had to pay the price. And when you're driving that car, remember that speed also has its price. Death or injuries that can cripple you for life. You may speed at times and get away with it, but the odds are too strongly against you that in some tight spot, you'll make a mistake while speeding. It'll be curtains for you. Or you'll have it on your conscience for the rest of your days that you took a life that you and you alone could have avoided if you weren't speeding. The price tag on speed violations last year was 15,000 killed and 500,000 injured. This year, thousands of lives can be saved if you and millions of other motorists come to the sober realization that speed is the biggest killer on the highways. You can do your part at all times. Drive as though your life depends on it. It does. Now we return to the Texas Rangers. We continue now with Tales of the Texas Rangers and our authentic story, Ex-Con. <laughs> Dawson continued to insist that he'd been home the night before. He wanted to check his story, so we left him at the sheriff's office and drove out to see his wife. Can we come in, Mrs. Dawson? Yeah. Yeah, you can come in. Thanks. What do you want? Just like to talk to you about your husband. Tommy ain't done nothing. We're not saying he has, but after talking to 